This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Go 24-7 podcast. My name is Bryce Kuhn, alongside Glenn West. Glenn, we are uh, officially a week away from Christmas. How are you feeling? Christmas. I'm ready for the holidays. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm ready to, <laughs> to get get through the next couple days here with with the the signing class and portal craziness that's been going on. Uh, maybe learn about the future of the coaching staff. Who knows? We'll see. We'll yeah. see. And uh, I think this is kind of the timeline here where I think you'd expect something to be decided, some decisions to be made in that front. But Definitely ready for the holidays, ready to, to, to kick back with the, uh, with some family, as I'm sure a lot of people are. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'll be making that uh, six-and-a-half-hour drive back to Georgia on Friday. So I've uh, – Awesome. I'm, awesome. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see a little bit of family, uh, get, get some uh, – look, I will say this, Glenn. For the first time, I – you know, I wasn't feeling great. But on Thursday evening, I was able to, for the first time since being in Louisiana, have authentic traditional gumbo. And, uh, yeah, went over to a little uh, Hillary's friends, my wife's friends, Christmas party. And uh, it was great. Way better than what we got served up in, uh, up in Oxford when Ole Miss hosted, uh, the media up there. So way way different different than that, but Hey, Hey man, it's uh, it's that time of the year. Week two of the transfer portal has officially come and gone. We enter week three right here before the Christmas holidays. Like you mentioned, early signing day on Wednesday before we jump in. Make sure you head over to Go 24-7, all the latest news surrounding all what, 26, 27 LSU commits uh, that are going to stay intact with this class, Transfer Portal News. Maybe you just watched the podcast or listened to it and you're like, hey, I want to read some content. You can hit us down the link below and you see a great holiday deal, 50% off. But Glenn, some of the biggest news happening over the weekend was that LSU finally made some additions to the portal. We had seen names, you know, enter. We had seen names go elsewhere, i.e. Quincy Wiggins to Colorado. But I think fans were a little bit restless to see some of those additions. And so we started off with, I think, everyone's favorite team to poach from, the Texas A&M Aggies. LSU looks to College Station, and they bring back a, uh, a U-high standout, a Baton Rouge native and Jordan Gilbert veteran safety Glenn I like this pickup especially what you can lose on the back end to what we expect to lose it brings veteran experience which there's gonna be a ton of opportunities for young guys to get work in this is a guy in Gilbert who's an established veteran understands the landscape of the SEC and knows how to play football 
Yeah, I really like this pickup. I mean, uh, you're, you're talking about a guy now that has a couple of years of playing experience. You know, he went down early in the 2023 season, so he's battling back. I believe it's from a shoulder injury uh, that he suffered uh, that, that cost him really most of this last year. Um, but in 2022, I mean, you can make an argument. He was one of the up-and-coming defensive backs in the SEC. I mean, he had a really strong season in 2022 believe it was over 60 tackles, a couple interceptions, um, you know, really long, about 6'1", 6'2", safety that, um, you know, I think has a good natural instincts for ball uh, and for the ball. And um, is somebody that I think you can be a little bit versatile with. I think you can play him up closer to the line of scrimmage. I think he can kind of fill uh, maybe a major Burns kind of role. If Burns is off to the NFL, um, you know, he hasn't made a, a decision yet specifically, but, you know, somebody like that who can come in and has some experience and can lead uh, that back half of the defense or at least help lead the back half of the defense. There's certainly still some more work to be done in the secondary. But, uh, yeah, I, I like the pickup. You've, you've been all over the Jordan Gilbert news. You've been all over, um, obviously, what's been going on with some of the offensive line uh, movement here over the last week. But certainly to start in the secondary was a good, um, good I guess, I don't want to say, I'm trying to think of the right word here. I guess good, good, uh, good kickoff to, to what you hope to be a yeah. pretty um, stout uh, transfer portal class. I mean, you, we talked about it. LSU wants to bring in seven, eight, nine guys. I don't think they want to get into that 14, 15 range again. Uh, and so you've got to make sure that you hit on all the ones that you bring in. And so I think Gilbert's a guy that's a safe play. He'll come in, he'll compete. And I think he'll probably earn uh, a lot of playing time next year next to some of these younger guys. And, you know, we'll see if there's another safety that's added. I think uh, you'll you'll probably look to add two corners to go along Mm -hmm. with with Gilbert at safety. Not sure if you add a second safety out of the portal, because I do think that that room, uh, at least in terms of numbers, still has a a lot of guys back there. A lot of guys that you got some playing time um, towards the end of this season and, uh, we'll be interested to see kind of if uh, if, if that kind of holds true. You know, we talked about, obviously, on – it's kind of crazy how this stuff goes. On December the 15th, Sage Ryan enters the portal. That was kind of even more of a notice of, look, we know Ryan played corner towards the end of the season. More traditionally came in as a safety and can play that nickel spot. With him leaving, you desperately needed experience. Glenn, you were around for that 2022 season where LSU brought in a lot of veteran talent – uh, this year, they didn't bring in veteran talent. How much do you think this helps in terms of just being able to understand college football, understand what it's needed to play in the SEC? Look, it might not be, I would say, uh, top-end, high-end, essentially, the, the highest-rated guy coming in, but I think it does raise the floor, I will say, of what we saw this past weekend, more comparable to 2022 rather than this season. Yeah, I mean, it's experience. It's a guy that has played a couple of years, but has also got a couple of years left. I mean, I, I think you're trying to find that balance is, you know, somebody that can come in and help you for next year, but potentially even the, the year after that. I mean, they, they want continuity in this defensive line and in this defensive, uh, you know, on this defensive roster, which is why you saw uh, so much of the emphasis being on player retention with the current guys. So, you know, look, they, it's no secret they missed on a lot of the, the secondary guy they went after last year. I mean, it, we'll, and we'll get to cornerback in a minute. But, um, you know, that 
I don't want to say has set them back at all, but like they they definitely need to to bring in some more talent there to kind of offset maybe what you didn't get from them last year. Um, and and what you saw last year was them attacking and bringing in guys that had multiple years of eligibility but didn't necessarily have the experience. I think this year you're seeing the experience uh, at least through the guys that they've been linked to. You know, We'll get into a couple other guys here in a minute that they've been linked to that would make a lot of sense uh, to bring in, um, but but guys that also have some some playing time and some, some eligibility left to, to really kind of build uh, a foundation and a core uh, with this defense that you saw worked really, really well for the offense last year. I mean, the, the, the fact that they got yeah. their entire O-line back, the quarterback, all these receivers, the running backs, you know, that really helped them kind of evolve uh, the offense in, in year two. And now you enter, you know, a, a third offseason here. You, you'd like to see a lot of that translate over to defense. The internal development is going to be a huge part of this, but you've definitely got to round out the edges with some of these transfers, and you're seeing that, I think, with some of the guys uh, LSU's been linked to so far. Let's get to the last addition here. Uh, just two additions so far for LSU. We flip it over to the offensive side of the football where, Glenn, it's kind of been – you know, maybe not as talked about when you look at needs, but the wide receiver position, it could be completely devoid of that experience and talent necessarily. I would say the talent on the field that we saw in 2023, you'd have to have a lot of guys step up. So LSU, Cortez, Hankton, they go out and they snag Xavion Thomas, another Louisiana native, to bring back to the boot. Uh, this is a guy who's a dynamic playmaker. Glenn, I'm most excited. I put the highlights over on our board of his uh, kick return for or punt return for a touchdown two seasons ago. It could add a dynamic threat. I wanted to ask you this though: Xavion Thomas comes in. Does it feel eerily similar to Aaron Anderson, or is this a guy that has a little bit more body of work uh, than maybe Anderson did coming in last season? Yeah, this is certainly a guy who has more experience than, than Anderson. I mean, Anderson didn't play really at all his true freshman year at Alabama. I think he was battling an injury. Uh, and so you could definitely say even last year was maybe his first full year of just kind of being in a program where he was healthy and just the things LSU wanted was for him to come in and be that return specialist. And it just didn't work out that way. And he just, uh, you know, wasn't quite ready for it. Uh, but I think now bringing in a guy like Xavier Thomas, this is an experienced uh, return specialist. This is a guy who's going to be able to impact not only in the punt return game, but also the kickoff return game. You know, I, I still personally would love to see Caleb Jackson uh, back there on kickoffs too, but I, I do expect Caleb to to develop and certainly be more of a focal point for the offense next year at running back. So maybe LSU wants to maybe limit his touches in that way and, and keep him healthy and a little bit more, you know, spruced up throughout the course of a game by not letting him do the kickoff stuff. Well, Xavier Thomas can go in and certainly do that. I mean, he's, uh, I believe he's racked up over 400 or 500 yards last year between the punt mm -hmm. return and kick return uh, games. So, and he's got a touchdown in both. Um, so he's going to immediately help you there in the return, which is something LSU has definitely needed since, really going back three or four years. I mean, they have not had a, a game changer at the return game for quite a while now. And it's been, I think, about surviving there and not really, you know, allowing that to be something that hurts you uh, like we saw so much in 2022. I think you got to that point last year, uh, or I should say in 2023, and, and now you're hoping to take a next step and hoping that you can get a guy that can 
averaged 12, 13 yards a punt and uh, on a return. And that's something that Xavion did last year. I mean, he, I think he averaged 12.6 yards a punt return. Um, and, and that, that, that's going to be, that's going to really, really help LSU. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're looking to kind of flip field, change momentum throughout the course of a game, that's something that can really help you. And then obviously what he can do as a receiver, um, you know, to have over 500 yards uh, in that Mississippi state offense, I would imagine was no easy feat uh, this past season. Yeah. Um, you know, that uh, to me is extremely telling. I think that there's certainly a lot of uh, untapped potential there that Cortez Hankton is going to be able to pull out uh, f- to help LSU's offense next year, find that explosiveness. And, um, you know, Xavion, I think is going to be a big benefit. You know, I, I don't want to say he's going to be, Malik neighbors or anything, but I could see him feeling a neighbor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, you know, I, I do think that they're going to be versatile with the way that they try to use him uh, in this offense. I mean, he's a very electric weapon, a guy that they can use in the middle of the field um, and, and break some tackles, make guys miss. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be very excited to see how they use him, uh, especially when we get here into spring ball, um, just, just sort of the ways that they, they think they can you know, spring him loose. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 LSU needed to replace, you know, 85% of the production at receiver. Uh, they're going to, I think, rely on some internal development with guys like Kyron Lacey and hopefully Chris Hilton and Anderson and some of these young freshmen like Shelton Sampson taking another step. But certainly with what you got bringing in with with Thomas and you know, we'll see if they add another one. I wouldn't be shocked if they wanted to go out and be aggressive and add another one. But, you know, I, I think Thomas is a really good start. I think that you have a lot of numbers in that room to, to really kind of you know, take your licks and see which which guys kind of rise to the top, uh, you know, throughout the uh, offseason of development. So those are the two that LSU has added through the portal. Uh, Glenn, we're going to have a whole little segment here in a little bit talking about quarterback, but I go to this right here. LSU still needs, uh, you mentioned earlier, two cornerbacks. Uh, LSU hosted, we're going to say it, the Camryon Richardson. I think we're going to go with the pronunciation of this name. But I wanted to, you know, hit you with this because – Look, Richardson's another guy that's played a lot of football, played at a, a high level. Uh, he is in the portal. They hosted him. Uh, you know, reports were that, you know, it was a good visit. Everything, you know, was trending well with, with that visit. When you look at LSU's needs, you mentioned, I don't think they want to go into the double digits. They really want to build through the high school ranks and develop that in-house talent. What else are you looking at maybe other than cornerback where they add, and I know one of the biggest questions on our board, is that interior de- defensive line which probably is going to depend a lot on the return, potential return of Makai Wingo and Mason Smith. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would say that you hit the nail on the head there. I think that's, those are the two biggest needs on the roster is it's getting a couple corners in here uh, with experience, but also with some eligibility left. Um, you know, I think Richardson would be a home run hit. Um, you know, he's one of the top 
three, I think, Randy corners cornerbacks in the country uh, in 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 the transfer portal from our twenty four seven sports rankings. Um, somebody that has some experience playing uh, at Mississippi State at another SEC school, and uh, look, I mean, he's also been tied to Ole Miss, and we know Ole Miss is is kind of uh, taking a big swing in the portal this year with a lot of the pieces that they're bringing in. So if you keep him away from Ole Miss, I think that would be a, a good win for LSU. Um, you know, we'll see if that happens, but yeah, I think Richardson would be a great start. And, and certainly, uh, you know, Jair Brown is another guy that I think LSU was, is in on the Ohio state transfer corner. Um, somebody that, you know, has, is from new Orleans, from Louisiana. He's lived down here. He's also gone to school up in Ohio, but, um, you know, Brown would make a lot of sense as another, another guy you could bring in to help kind of beef up the, the depth in the cornerback room. Um, uh, but, you know, that I think that, that you've got to take some home run swings here eventually. So um, yeah. I, I'm going to be very interested to see if there are any other names that kind of rise to the top here uh, in the coming weeks. You know, th- th- these are just the weeks here where guys can enter the portal. So LSU will still yeah. be able to to bring in players as they as as you know, as they kind of, you know, make it known that they're interested in LSU or whatever. But, um, you know, they've. They've they've been aggressive in the in the defensive backfield. I think they've been aggressive on the defensive line. Uh, they just they haven't really gotten a whole lot of, of movement there yet. Um, you know, I think Walter Nolan was thrown around a little bit early on. Really looks like all signs are pointing to Ole Miss for him right now. But you know, we'll see if LSU can't try to get in the mix there. I think there's some other interesting conversations to have on defensive line uh, prospects, but. You know, we haven't really seen them bring in a whole ton of them yet. And, you know, I think yeah. the, the, the the focus really has been the last couple of weeks has been about getting the freshmen uh, on board uh, on the defensive line. Obviously, with Gary Burrell Relaford, you're still working on Dominic McKinley, um, who, who's pushed his decision back to February. So, you know, if you bring in a, a couple of guys or a guy, you know, does that hurt you in your quest of trying to, to, to lure McKinley into the, the program as well? So, uh, there's a lot of things you have to consider here. And look, I mean, the thing that we talked about a lot on the board, haven't really talked a lot about on the podcast is how does the defensive line coaching situation factor into all this? True. Do they, when when True. do they bring in a coach and uh, what does that coach, you know, what's the coach background? What is the, what is the, what is the plan of action there? We just don't really have any of that concrete details yet. I think it's something that uh, Brian Kelly is still sifting through and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see kind of what happens there, but certainly cornerback defensive line, um, maybe another receiver um, and maybe an offensive lineman. I mean, we'll, we'll get into maybe an O-line discussion here in a minute, a minute, but mm-hmm. um, I do think that those are kind of the, the, the top needs. If you look at the roster right now, I will say this just before midnight uh, on Sunday evening, uh, David Johnson of our Inside the Rebels of Ole Miss uh, logged crystal ball for DeCamerion Richardson to go to Ole Miss. The Rebels yep. are cleaning up right now in the portal. Uh, so it's one of those things they are uh, – I mean, look, it's expected with how Lane Kiffin builds his roster. And this is what he does. And, and uh, Ole Miss obviously at the top of a lot of people's list right now with Walter Nolan. And so, look, LSU is going to have to get creative, I think. They're going to have to, like you mentioned, hit on several of these guys, Glenn, because you saw what happened last year. Uh, you had the big profile, the high profile names. You had the, you know, the du- the Deuce Chestnut, the All ACC performer. You had the Denver Harris, uh, you know, the the former five star, the one that was, you know, one of the top ranked players in that twenty twenty two class, a- and it didn't work out. I think now you've got to hit on guys that very keen evaluations, 
you talked about the needs. We can talk about offensive line. It kind of comes into discussion of that sixth offensive lineman. Is it going to be a transfer? Is it going to be a high school guy? A lot of it's going to depend on what Cohen Eccles decides, uh, the KD Texas uh, four-star recruit, decides on Friday because – if you're a transfer guy and you see, hey, how many you know offensive linemen Brad Davis is bringing into the high school ranks, do you feel like you have the best chance to come in and compete? It also depends on if guys like Garrett Dellinger stay. I mean, th- you know, there's a lot of different factors. And, and you mentioned all of this stuff seems so accelerated in the first two weeks that it kind of gets – it feels like it's getting out of hand. But like you mentioned, this window is open until the 1st of January. And then – Teams are going to learn a lot more about their roster, especially after the playoff concludes and guys have a clear picture about their potential NFL draft status. There is so much time left in this. It just uh, It's like somebody lights a match on yeah. uh, you know, a rope, rope full of kerosene and just drops it and walks away, and for the first two or three weeks, it's just madness. So I, I do agree with you there. wanted to get your thoughts on the offensive line because that's where I feel like it sits with yeah. how many high school guys are going to be there for a potential transfer. Yeah, I mean, look, you've got so much – you know young pieces there i mean they, they bring it in five right now but they also brought in i believe four or five last year too that you're really yeah. hoping can uh develop into the program guys like Zalance hurt and dj chester and, and tyree adams and paul mubanga you know these are uh they they are uh they are replenishing the well every offseason right now with their uh freshman recruiting and um, you know, Brad Davis has done a phenomenal job of proving he can develop that talent uh, in very short order to have those guys ready to play. Um, so, you know, I, I, and, you know, all you have to do really is look back at a guy like Mason Lunsford, who they did take out of the yeah. portal last year, didn't even sniff the field for most of the season because they felt so good about obviously the young core they had in place and, and, and a lot of the, the backups that, that, that really stood up and like guys like Marlon Martinez who really developed throughout the course of this last year. Um, so I, I think that they're going to be in a really good position, whether they bring in an offensive lineman or not uh, yeah. to, from the portal. Um, if they can bring in Cohen Eccles, that would be a great kind of icing cherry on the top uh, of, of the cake kind of uh, you know, addition. Um, so, but, you know, I, I do think that that's going to be a, a conversation to have, but we'll see on Friday kind of what he decides. It sounds like it's going to be LSU or Auburn, uh, from everything that we've heard coming out of that visit. So, um, it'll be, it'll be something to monitor for sure. But I, I do think that there are some bigger needs, uh, in the program, uh, than offensive line. And I would certainly put, uh, receiver offensive back. Uh, at both safety and corner, and then also the defensive line is kind of the the four main needs for for me at least. Well, it's not one of the big needs that we've listed so far, but man, it is one that is often talked about. The search for a transfer quarterback continues, Glenn. And I know you were kind of throwing around the idea of doing a piece about, hey, why it would be okay if they don't add one. And you and I have talked about this, you know, at length on the board during articles and, and all this kind of stuff. You know, obviously, uh, the LSU hosted former Vanderbilt quarterback A.J. Swan. All signs point, not official yet, that A.J. Swan's going to be heading to South Carolina. Our own Matt Zinnitz of 24-7 Sports reported that things seem heading it that way. And we had some comments on the board, and it was like, you know, what's why, why don't we not think LSU is able to – where does the pitch fall apart? And yeah. I think it falls apart for guys of – you and I've talked about this. It has to be such a specific role and understanding of what's happening here, uh, because 
you're not going to come in. I mean, they're not going to bring in Malachi Nelson, who just entered the transfer portal. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think so, at, least, at the, at the yeah, very right. least. But it's one of those things where you have to be so specific because this is Gary Nussmeyer's job to lose. And you want insurance back there in case Ricky Collins is not available. But, or I should say, not ready for the role. You yeah. want insurance, but I don't think you want it. It's just a, it's an interesting dynamic that LSU was the beneficiary of the past two years and now kind of finds themselves in a little bit of a weird situation. Your thoughts on this, though? Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about it some, but LSU, I don't think, can be in a position where they bring in like a fifth-year transfer or a fourth-year guy who's looking to start and play and get film on tape away and i don't think they're looking for a one or two year guy who is uh you know a, a young player with maybe a lot of upside um who wants to come in and play right away um I, I don't think they're in the market for that because then what happens when you're you're making your final recruiting pitches to guys like bryce underwood and george mcintyre yeah. and guys that you feel like you're still in a really good position with uh in 2025 there's there's, there's a lot of factors that need to be weighed here. So I do think what you're looking for is somebody kind of in that in-between uh, route, somebody like an A.J. Swan, who they brought in this last week, um, who has played for two years, has multiple years of eligibility, um, including, a, you know, if, if, if anything were to ever happen to him, he'd have a redshirt season available to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's, he's a guy that kind of fits the profile, in my opinion, of, uh, a guy that you know, would make a lot of sense in terms of uh, someone who can come in and compete and develop alongside us, um, but someone who also would have to have the understanding that, hey, you're not going to be guaranteed a starting spot because we've got a guy who's been in this system now for two years feel yeah. really comfortable with. And I think, you know, really all of this is a big indictment on where they feel like they are uh, with Garrett Nussmeyer. I mean, I think the fact yeah. that they haven't been ultra aggressive and, and promising dudes, these things, these, 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 these roles um, has been because they have a lot of confidence in Garrett and they think that he's going to be a guy that can absolutely lead them to, to some success next year uh, on the offensive side of the ball. And so, um, you know, I, I, I it, it does have to be a very specific need. I do think LSU will continue kicking the tires on a quarterback. Um, but I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't, wind up with one just because it does have to fit a very specific kind of need um and and you know we've had some board guys come at us and say well you know why why should Garrett Nussmeyer be promised anything and I'm not our our whole our biggest deal is that he hasn't promised it but I think at the very least what you the last thing you can afford to have happen is bring in a guy that maybe forces Nuss to think maybe he's not going to get every opportunity to win that starting job and and maybe he 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 goes into the portal and then you're kind of in a really bad situation where you have a new guy that was just going to compete alongside him and now is going to probably be thrust into this role where you've only had him on campus for a few months as opposed to a guy like Nuss who's been in the program for two or three years now so there's just a lot of angles to this a lot of factors you have to consider and weigh in regards to adding a transfer quarterback I don't know that LSU will get there. I know that they're still aggressive and they're still going to, you know, explore very, you know, a lot of different options here over mm-hmm. the coming weeks. But uh, I also think that these next couple weeks of bowl practices and how Nussmeyer and Collins play against Wisconsin, um, that that will be very telling too. I mean, if, if we go out there and Nussmeyer throws for 120 yards, a couple picks and a touchdown, then, you know, maybe they, they get a little bit more aggressive in what they're doing. But yeah. I, I happen to think that he's 
you know, from everything we've heard so far, he's had a really nice start to the bowl practices here. You know, Jaden Daniels hasn't made a decision yet, or at least he hadn't made it public what he's going to do. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that they feel very comfortable with Nussmeyer, and I think that you're seeing that being reflected in a lot of the conversations they're having with these quarterbacks and why you're ultimately seeing them go elsewhere because, you know, they don't want to risk on losing out on a job to, to Garrett Nussmeyer. You know, that's that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, and look, I mean, with A.J. Swan, if he's going to go to South Carolina, you really can't blame him because the path to least resistance is there. I mean, look, yeah. Spencer Rattler's gone from South Carolina. It's an open competition over there. So you can't blame the kids. Like M.J. Morris is another one. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa's little brother, Talia, is gone from Maryland. So it's an yeah. open competition there. M.J. Morris heading to Maryland. You know, I, I think – so you and I have kind of sat where – I think we, we're, we're ending up at the same point. We're getting there a little bit differently because I, I've sat and said, hey, you can't coach in fear of the transfer portal. You can't recruit like that. But you do have to have common sense when it comes to your roster management. And I, I said the same way with you where, look, if, if you bring in a, a high-profile quarterback, Malachi Nelson, let's just let's play the hypothetical game. You bring in Malachi Nelson or, or Dante Moore or something like that, you were to do that. And now you enter into the spring – and let's say that said quarterback beats out Garrett Nussmeyer. Nussmeyer doesn't look too good. And maybe it's just one of those things where they have to kind of pick your poison. You enter into this weird relationship with Garrett Nussmeyer of where, look, he can still lead post spring ball. That's one yeah. thing I don't know if people realize. Like you can leave post spring ball. So now he leaves. And now you're in the same situation you find yourself in with a starting quarterback with, you know, experience, but not as much in the system and not a lot of time to go find a veteran player. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they monitor this. I also, too, Glenn, and as we kind of get, you know, as we kind of get towards the back half of this open portal cycle and into January, I, I can see them playing the long game with this. Like, I don't even know if we're going to necessarily see them, and maybe I'm wrong, of them adding a guy within this current window. Like, Maybe it's after a full few bowl opt-outs, you know, guy. Maybe there's a guy on another roster they really like and they, the evaluation of them in high school they like, and that guy enters the portal after said bowl game or, or the playoff or something like that. And they said, let's go get this guy. I just feel like LSU is going to play the long game because it has to be such a specific fit. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I also think, you know, don't count out the spring either. Like, I mean, yeah. when you when you talk about, you know, kind of the, the quarterback trends here, I mean, like, it's not a it's it wouldn't be a bit surprising to see some quarterback at X school decide to enter the portal and you know after the spring ball because they feel like they're not getting the the opportunity or whatever and LSU could maybe jump on it then. I mean, like there's there's still a long time here before all this to be hashed out. And you know, I think a lot of this is gonna depend on Nussmeyer's play. It's gonna depend on Ricky Collins' development. I mean, I think we've you know, at least you know, I, I think they feel very strongly that that Ricky is a guy that that can develop this offseason and and take yeah. you know kind of take that next step as a as a viable backup. But if that doesn't happen, then I do think you're going to have to have some contingency plans in place. And look, I, I I don't get a good sense that it'll happen anytime soon, but I do think that there's you know there's 
they're going to they're going to stay on some of these quarterbacks and enter and they're going to leave no stone unturned in terms of the conversations that they have in the building about what the quarterback room could look like uh, at this time next year so you know there's there's still some stuff to be worked out there and we'll see kind of if LSU throws their hat and you know, you know their their hand in the hat for another one of these guys and enters the portal or maybe somebody that's already in that we just haven't heard of yet but um you know I I do think that there's 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 a case to be made for bringing one in, but I think there's also a case to be made that if LSU doesn't bring one in, that you know they'll be fine, they'll be okay, mm-hmm. and I think that that is something that uh, needs to be you know kind of assimilated or, or just talked about a little bit more. So it's not a it's not yeah. a it's not as dire of a need as some of these other positions on the roster that we look at like corner or defensive line or something like that. Yeah. You, you know, you mentioned it, and I wanted to, as we wrap it up, finish it out with this right here. You could get to spring ball, and here's the glass half full look at it. You could get to spring ball, and Nussmeier's firing on all cylinders. And yeah. now Ricky Collins feels more comfortable, whereas if you'd have brought a guy in, maybe that spot that you thought was going to be there is no longer there. Now, right. look, it could very well happen the either, crazy way. That's college football. That's roster management. It's this era of college football where it's, it's nuts. It's crazy. We're sitting here saying they could play the long game. Maybe they come out tomorrow with someone they've been talking yeah. to and nobody knows and nobody hears about. You know, who knows? It, it's, right. it, it could be crazy like that. So I think the search for a transfer quarterback is, uh, I, I agree with you, not as dire as people have made it. Um, it's more of a result for me of – kind of the luxury that you've been sitting in the past two years with having a Heisman level quarterback and a really, really good backup that could start elsewhere. It's very rare folks for that to happen. And you happen to have that uh, on your roster for the past two years, but Hey, LSU in the midst of uh, wrapping up, you know, getting ready for bowl practice. Uh, Glenn, I know you're headed down to Tampa. You're going to be excited to, uh, to catch what is hopefully a historical day for Malik neighbors. And we'll see, you know, how all this, uh, this pans out, but Hey, like I mentioned, 50% off that holiday special ahead of her to go 24 seven for all the latest news. we got loaded content this week. Uh, look, just because it's the holidays doesn't mean that we're resting them by any means. We're going to have early signing day. We're going to have, uh, you know, uh, press availability with Brian Kelly talking about that signing class on Wednesday and obviously bowl prep. And look, it's the most wonderful time of the year for a reason. College football season uh, in full effect. Glenn, I don't know uh, how you did on your college bowl mania. I got shredded this past weekend on the opening slate of bowls. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was I didn't. Uh, I didn't check out too many bowl games this weekend. Unfortunately, <laughs> I was. Was, was, I was a little uh, sickos committee when I, I was, I wasn't feeling well. All I could do was sit on the couch and I was like, I'll throw in some bowl games. And they were, it was, it was interesting, but Hey, that new Orleans bowl was a really, really fun one. Overtime game good, good. Uh, there between yeah. Jacksonville state and uh, Louisiana Lafayette. So, Hey, we will talk with you next time here on the go 24 seven podcast. We appreciate you hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, share it with your friends, your family as well. And if we don't talk to you before, have have a fantastic Christmas uh, with you and your family.